from Under the Dome by Stephen King. If you can't laugh when things go bad, laugh and put on a little carnival, then you're either dead or wishing you were. This is Gothic. The Gothic Podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama. As such, it contains material, including our jokes, that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Good evening, sojourners, and welcome back after our little sojourn to Macon, Missouri. And the contemporary now. Now we are back in the book worlds, back in the alien worlds. And what's the most alien world of all? Trikai. They're spinning around its bright sun, its varying layers and levels, like a Fabergé egg floating there in space, covered with jungles and snow fields, and temperate waterfalls, and rainforests, and other types of uh, geography and climate. (laughs) And there, deep within the bowels of this great planet, if it really is a planet, there on one of the deepest layers, our team of explorers have entered into an underworld of metal and electronics and alien hardware and aliens. Some of those aliens have been more hostile than others, and not all of them look the same, but one that they have called an ally, at least for a little while, has now, enraged by pain from being attacked by an alien creature, has turned on them, has roared his challenge. And now, because I don't remember what the cards were before, (laughs) we are going to draw for initiative. Wait, so he's turning on us now? That's certainly what it looks like. Is he? Oh, okay. Richard, with Wild Bill, gets a two. Dr. Laura has gotten... A four. Ray Tanaka has gotten a three. And my predator, sweet predator, Hunter, I guess we're calling him. Wait, is this a musical episode? No. My predator, sweet predator, where it, have no, you gone? It's next season. <laughs> next season. <laughs> the hunter, that gnarly-skinned, bestial-faced horror that he is and has been, even as he has also healed Dr. Laura, his mouth opens wide. The predator roars in his pain, having just taken a terrible hit from the other alien creature. He is enraged. He looks around. Obviously, he wants to take that rage out on something. It looks like it's going to be you all. But then he looks at Wild Bill, and he sees the medallion hanging from around Wild Bill's neck. And instead of tearing you all apart, he turns, slaps the operating mechanisms that work the door, and it opens. And the predator, that hunter, leaps out into the darkness. See, turns out Wild Bill saved you after all. (laughs) He got an ace, by the way. (laughs) Did he go the same direction as as the alien? Yes. Deuces are wild with Wild Bill today. So um, Wild Bill is just going to probably even off of instinct. He feels that, uh, you know, the the predator here, the hunter, is going after more prey. He just senses the feeling. And to his almost surprise, he feels it as well. So he kind of raises his, his gun 
looks back and lets out something of a battle cry, almost like an inaudible roar of his own, and charges off that same direction. He's, he's in this to finish it one way or the other. Beyond the door, you don't see anything. There is just the net left behind from where it had contained the alien, but no longer does. While Bill has now gone chasing after, what do you do, Ray? Well, I will pick up the net because that seemed to be pretty useful last time. My instinct is to follow after Wild Bill, but also here's Dr. Laura having just been literally raised from the dead. And so I'll look back towards her first and say, are we going after him or are you feeling okay? How's your temperature? I haven't had time to do like a little exam or anything, but because Ray's not going to run off after Wild Bill if Dr. Laura's going to faint in 10 seconds or something, so. I seem to be okay. Are you sure? You can say no. No, I seem to be really, really good. Is there any other weapons around? Dr. Laura does have her pistol. Well, I don't know, but they're getting getting further away from us, so sh- shall we? I'll follow you. Wild Bill, as you race into the dark, your helmet isn't on anymore. Now, what are you using for light? Um, I'm assuming my military-issue rifle has one of the little, like a Piccadilly rail light to it of some sort. The beam of your rifle pointing like a spear into the cavernous darkness of the central tunnel, cavern. Uh, It's not, though. It's not a cavern. Not in here. Not where everything is both artificial and grown. You hear the lope of the alien hunter ahead of you. You can't see him, though. Just hear feet hitting the floor of the tunnel and the occasional roar of challenge that he gives out. You moving at double speed, though, can also uh, almost keep up. Though you stumble somewhat, uh, you do not fall as your training and adrenaline has kicked in. But even with that training and that adrenaline, it's hard not to realize that you are deep in the darkness, surrounded by nothing or perhaps enemies all around. Was there just the one? Are there more? What do you do? I mean, the initial impulse is almost instinct, but as he has a chance to think about what he's done, you know, the realization does kind of set on Wild Bill that he's just charged off uh, into the great beyond, uh, all on his own to a certain degree, leaving his companions behind and uh, having a hard time keeping up with this new companion that is in front of him. But unfortunately, he's kind of uh, resolved to this idea that he's going to do his best to try to keep up with the hunter and see if he can't find more of these aliens. He's going to trust that the hunter knows what he's doing and uh, further into the breach, I suppose. Go ahead and give me a observation roll. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, dang. What did you get? Uh, I got a face hugger and no successes. That's pretty awful, actually. We all know what that means. If we remember the rules, because, I mean, we were playing Monster of the Week for a while there. Yeah. But I believe that it's time to find out if there's any panic happening. Uh, Where are you at, stress-wise? I was at three. Oh, goodness. Eight. Oh, eight. So that's a tremble. Yes. You, overwhelmed, wanting to continue on, but overwhelmed by this, you, you begin to tremble, and you, you continue. You, you move on into the darkness, but you are, you're just whipping your light around now, um, not even half the time in the direction that the uh, hunter alien has gone, but rather just all over the place, because you're not sure anymore that you're alone out here or as alone as you had just thought you were. There are sounds out there in the dark. There are hisses. Is it steam running through strange conduits? Is it those creatures that speared both Dr. Laura and Dr. Wick? They seem to like to go for the scientist first, though. (laughs) Maybe you'll be okay after all. (laughs) 
all you can do is go in the direction that you had been headed, and you do so. Wild Bill keeps moving as best as he can. Ray, you were in the lead. Um, go ahead and make an observation roll. Observation. Okay. If I can remember how this game works, would be great. And my stress dice also. Um, I got zero successes, but also zero face huggers. We're doing great at observation tonight. It is dark out there, as you remembered. It seems, though, darker in comparison to the brightly lit science chamber behind you, a science chamber that seems to beckon with its almost comforting warmth, its yellow light that seems to glow from the very surfaces. Oh no, we've totally destroyed our night vision, Dr. L. You see a flash of light now and again to your right, deeper into the tunnels here, the corridor here, further away from that entrance port that you came through. The light is darting everywhere. It's hard to see where it's coming from, but that's all you know is that they must have run in that direction rather than the other way. Uh, I will uh, continue to follow in the direction that I, I think that they've probably gone in trying to use my best guess. All right. Dr. Laura, you're following. What thoughts are going through your head? You just came back from the dead. The light of the chamber where you were revivified is behind you. All of those scientific treasures are there behind you. Dr. Laura, I would glance back at the, the room and down at the chest and am I even human anymore? Hold up my, my, my little pistol and just keep following Ray. There is a flash of light in front of you, Wild Bill. It is off to the right because the corridor splits here. It lessens in size as it splits uh, from, the, from the colossal to the merely massive as uh, it seems to turn and go down both to the left and right. But you do see those flashes of light off to your right, and you do hear the notable Oh, somebody's paging me, sorry. The hunter's weapon. <laughs> then doing his best to muster his tremble and his panic, off to the right, I dash as quick as I can. I mean, this is the point in the movie where everybody's screaming at him to stop and not go. Yeah. No, the audience is just like, what are you doing, stupid? <laughs> but, but he's doing it. It is steeper here. You stumble and slide. Give me a mobility just to uh, be on. You're, you're not in good shape at the moment. You're trembling. You're shaking. You're still determined to go on, go forward. But. Okay, there's agility, so I got to take the minus two. Oh, okay there. That is three successes. Nice. Do you want any stunts to go with that? Mostly I want it to look cool. You can impress someone, although it's mostly you. Uh, you could get a plus one to a later related role, or you could give a one six to someone in a similar situation, although you have to explain how all of these things would work. As Wild Bill starts to go down, instead of trying to, to climb down, he just lets go and tries to work with the slide. You know, he's, he's no longer trying to, to make his way down in a, you know, a, a stair-stepping manner or a side-stepping manner, just going straight at the slide, right on the backside, just riding it out and doing his best to keep his, you know, his rifle up in position. So what I'm going to end up with, since I have two stunts, he's going to take the plus one to another roll, as well as just making it look cool. So as he approaches the bottom, he's very almost proud of himself by, as he gets to the spot where he lets the momentum of the slide, as his feet finally touch, kind of stand him back up into a really cool-looking pose with the rifle at the shoulder and at the ready. And all he can think of is, come on, you gotta be kidding. And nobody was here to see that? <laughs> oh, someone was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But before we get to that, uh, you come to a... It's hard to say a fork in the road, <laughs> Ray. 
because these are forks on a colossal scale, but the tunnel splits, goes to the left and right. Now, since you, the player, know which way uh, young uh, Wild Bill went, um, I'm going to have you roll randomly, especially because of your previous your yeah. previous observation score. I'm going to have you roll randomly to see which direction Ray would choose. As opposed to my very controlled rolls, which I definitely know the answer to. <laughs> so what do you want? Like uh, odds I go left, evens I go right, something that like that? That sounds fine by me. Come on, Ray. Odds I go left. Okay. Uh, you go left, Ray, followed by Dr. Laura close behind. You see ahead of you a small fire actually burning in the wall of the corridor. Uh, it's, it's a hundred yards ahead of you or so, and it, it's as the corridor goes downward. Uh, off to the right is a, another side corridor that appears to maybe cut across to the, uh, the other tunnel because it wasn't a sharp division. It was a more of a Y shape than it was a T or anything. Mm-hmm. So if it makes sense, you've got this Y, and then you've got a tunnel, a corridor, maybe an access corridor of some sort, that connects the two crosswise. Yes, that imagery that you have just lifted, held your fingers up in is correct. <laughs> and um, you don't think anything of that yourself, but Wild Bill, as you slide down the um, very cool way down the <laughs> tunnel, that you're going down, you see the reflective mucusy substance coating the walls, and you slide past the cross tunnel down which you see a glimmer of fire, perhaps leftovers from a rocket burst, but down the other corridor, not the one you're in. No, Wild Bill, you have slid down with impeccable precision, and ease into a chamber with a low ground fog covering it. Oh, no. And sticking up through that ground fog are the rounded shapes of eggs, pods, so many that are just there, rising slight hemispherical above this low, low fog that's about your knees. And so these things must be maybe two feet tall, but not egg-like so much as plant-like. They have a kind of a greenish-brown mottled surface with almost vines or root-like systems, veins maybe, running around the edges. All sounds terrible, every bit. You look around, your light casting a glow off of the fog. Ray, down the other corridor, you come closer to the fire. Um, do you want to pass it by? Do you want to investigate? What, what do you want to do? How, how big is it and does it look like... I imagine fire's pretty alarming in space because um, you don't have anywhere to go if it starts overtaking you. So In space, no one has a fire department. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like my first instinct would be to stop and try to put it out. But is, is it like covering the entire width of the corridor or is it just like... A panel is on fire. It looks like it started on your far left wall, mm-hmm. as if, uh, and it's blackened all around it, as if the fire was much larger a few moments ago, but has gone uh, down considerably. And even as you watch, it begins to flicker, and the mucusy moistness of the walls here uh, seems to dampen it quite a bit. I'll just lift my boot and pat it a few times and make sure it goes out properly because you can't trust fire. Your boot comes away with some of that mucus on it. That's just I wipe it on the fire. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll uh but it looks like it's does it look like it was from weapons damage? Do I have to do an investigation? You've seen the blast from his shoulder mounted weapon, and uh, this looks very similar to that. Oh hey, Dr. Laura, so let's not get accidentally in front of this guy and uh i would keep moving forward but maybe more carefully because it seems like we're maybe starting to get into a uh, line of fire situation of course we um is there do we know where we're going 
Nope. Itching. Itching uh, at my chest, looking around, looking back and forth down the corridors, and just keeping an eye out for any other possible weapons or any signs of anything. Uh, Dr. Laura, give me an observation roll, but add two dice. Okay, observation. Adding two with all my stress. Okay. That's a lot of dice. And with all of those dice, no face huggers, thankfully, but one success. Oh, nice. Yeah, when you roll a lot of these, it's hard. Don't forget that you guys can push your rolls unless you're an android. So, Dr. Laura, you realize that you, I mean, Ray has a flashlight shining it around, just stamped out the fire, but you realize that you can see in the dark better than you could before. This dim light is more illuminating to you than it should be. Uh, You can see the corridor way down past the uh, lance of light cast by the uh, flashlight. And it does seem almost like a lance of light. You see far down uh, this corridor uh, running at full tilt the hunter, that terrible predator that he is. There he is there. And start running after. See if Ray follows me this time. Oh, Dr. Laura, wait. Yeah, I'll follow. Yeah, and Ray, you don't see anything. All you see is is what is in the thin beam of light cast by your flashlight. Whoa, Dr. Lel, what did I just say? So as Ray and Dr. Laura head off in pursuit, while Bill, there's a sound, and one of the nearby pods The top of it splits apart like an opening flower, almost, the petals peeling back, revealing a reddish interior. Well, that seems like something that needs to be shot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure this will be fine. It'll be fine. Nothing nothing wrong here. This is fine. The pod opens, and you see long, spindly fingers rise up out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, this is more and more seeming like something that needs to be shot. So let's. Uh... Other pods begin opening. Oh, oh God. Oh. Yeah, they all need to be shot. Let's. Uh... <laughs> uh, well, we're going to shoot the first one. There's obviously the way I came in, but is there somewhere else to go? The ceiling is closer, but it's still fairly wide here, what you've come down into. And this fog reaches out uh, for as far as your flashlight. Uh, light extends in the direction you are going, and you see the the breaching of these shapes there through that ground fog, as far as you can see. But there might be an exit out that way. But it's probably dawned on him at this point in time that this is not the direction he meant to go, uh, because clearly there is no hunter here, nor signs that there have been. So as much as he wants to shoot everything, uh, we'll scamper back up the slope and see if we can't, because uh, his initial instinct was to follow the hunter, so he's going to stick with that. Whatever direction he thinks the hunter is is where he's going, and that means back up the slope. I will need a mobility for you to go back up that slope, but remember you have that plus one for that. I do. Give me a second. Doesn't cancel out all of your minus two, but... That's what I was doing. I had the minus two plus one thing going on, so... Oh, goodness. Well, good news, bad news. Uh, the good news is that's three successes. Wow. Uh, the bad news is there is a face hugger in there. <laughs> so two out of three rolls there at the face hugger. All right, panic roll time. Uh, that is another eight. So what? Uh, you can't get the same one, can you? Right. Equal or less raises it by one. If you get more than the higher one would would supersede. But as it is, you go to drop item. I'm thinking probably that flashlight. Uh, okay. Your stress level increases by one. Yep, that sucks. While, Bill, you are faced by all these things, the the predator did not come this way, and you're definitely all alone down here, and you begin to shake, and you know that you've got to do two things. One, you've got to find that that other alien, the one who seems to know what's going on, who seems to be capable of dealing with it, and you've got to get out of here, and you just turn and start scrabbling up the uh, the slope of the of the tunnel. But in doing so, 
you let your rifle drop. It's on a strap, but it strikes a hard surface and suddenly the flashlight breaks and goes out. You're still scrabbling upward. You did get several successes. I believe that until you hit 10, you still succeed at the things you do. Yeah, a 10 is when you, um, uh, what's the phrase that they call it? Cancel action. Yeah. Yeah. So you do have three successes, Wild Bill, and you have the same options for your mobility stunts as before. You are going blind, you're in the dark, but what would you like to do with your success? Uh, gonna save one of those for later. And again, for just uh, because it's something Wild Bill would do, is he's going to make it look as cool as possible. So even as the, the flashlight goes flying, he has a look on his face like, I meant to do that. You scramble upward and into that cross tunnel. Dr. Laura, you rush forward, moving as fast as your new limbs will carry you. Well, you don't have new limbs, though, yet they feel new because they are powered by a heart that isn't human anymore. They are powered by something that is more than human, less than mechanical, and you find yourself pulling ahead of Ray, and you burst into a chamber, megalithic chamber filled with massive machinery, huge cylinders, blocks of engine, maybe. But engines to do what? You don't know. Still, it's all making a low, thrumming, chugging sound. One that you realize that you could have felt earlier, but you were too distracted by, you know, coming back from Everything. the dead. <laughs> and in this place is a war zone. The hunter is here. There is a reddish light here as well. Cast from between the massive blocks and tubes and cylinders of the machinery here, coming from some unknown source. But it's also warmer here, heated by that same machinery. You can feel it on your bare skin. And you see that the hunter is going to have his weaponry challenged here because there are no fewer than four of those creatures, such as Speared You, those creatures with their long torpedo-like sleek mirrored heads, no eyes yet seeming to look at everything around them and know it, those jaws that can unhinge and reveal a second set beneath. This action is happening some... 100 feet ahead of you or so, in amidst the towering equipment. And uh, you see that his shoulder rockets are firing, but the last one seems to go out like a Roman candle sputtering at the very end, the rocket falling short and exploding harmlessly on the floor of this vast chamber. The other weapons that he has, a wrist launcher, he is using that as well. He has a, his net gun has fired and captured one of the creatures, but the other three are still going, and the one that is captured in the net is thrashing in such a way that it is actually uh, beginning to tear the seemingly unterrible fibers of that metallic net. As a uh, quick glance around, I actually, I go to, like, adjust my glasses, like, taking in all of the visuals, but realize that I don't have my glasses. In that moment, I also am looking around for Wild Bill, and if not seeing Wild Bill in this situation would... um wait for Ray to catch up, like, at the craziness that is ensuing. I don't see Wild Bill in here. I don't think he came this way. Ray, it actually is going to take you a little while to catch up. <laughs> you're double-timing it. You, you're military. You should be able to catch up with Dr. Laura, a scientist. <laughs> yeah, I should. Bro. You're both a scientist and a military man. And yet, she zoomed off ahead of you. 
Girl's got wheels. You finally do catch up, and you see this scene ahead of you. Oh, Dr. L, this is not... Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see him either, but what, what, what can we do against... One of those things was so scary and strong. All I know is he saved me, and I will do my best to save him. Yeah, I feel the same way, but like... <sighs> All right, but let's go in quiet, okay? Get as close as we can without making any noise or uh, attracting their attention. Of course. I'll hold out my hand to her. It was good working with you. It's not over yet, Ray. Also, do you want my jacket? <laughs> if it comes to that, maybe. Shh. And we slink off. Are there any bits in this machinery that are, like, big pits of moving gears, or open vats of hot molten metal, or anything that one could, just as a random non-specific example, net an alien and throw it into it? <laughs> Give me an observation roll. <laughs> Okay, I've been great at those so far. Oh, I have uh, three successes and no facehuggers. With observation, you could ask, is it coming for me? Are there more of them close by? How do I get in past and away? In past and away sounds great. Are there, like, clear lines of entry and exit that don't take us by anything obviously super ridiculously dangerous? This room is so large, and the the fight is actually confined to the flashes of light from the uh, Predator aliens' uh, weaponry um, some 100, 200 feet ahead of you. And there are other massive banks of machinery. Some of them, indeed, you see glowing with a, a sort of a molten fire within them. These things are tanks. Some of them are tanks holding the equivalent of the molten core of a planet, <laughs> presumably. Yeah, you, you can easily go around all of that. Of course, you can also go back the way you came. It was a slope. It was a steep slope, but it could be clambered back up. Uh, I wasn't thinking about that. I, I want to keep my eyes on everything that's going around and moving in this room. And so I was going to uh, go around the edges as much as possible, keeping low, keeping two shadows as much as possible and kind of see if I could get around behind, uh, let's say, the one that's uh, struggling to get out of the net. Are you also, I guess, I mean, that sounded almost too like you were including, are there more of them close by? Yeah, I would like to know, are there more of them close by? Yes. Okay. There are two more lurking in the shadows, staying back further. Their heads are pointed toward the predator, but there's... Only one way that you could go that is going to take you on a route around to that netted one that you might get away with not being seen. It is going to require some stealth, though, i.e. a mobility check. All right. I will make that mobility check. Dr. Laura, if you follow, you will need to make that one as well, and uh, you'll have it with a plus two. Okay. Okay. All right. I had... Three successes and a face hugger. Panic roll. Eight. So I tremble now. Trembling uncontrollably. There's a lot of aliens in here. It's all very alien in here. <laughs> it's all alien to me. Down here, we're all aliens. <sighs> Georgie. Even possibly Dr. Laura. <laughs> Most definitely. For that stealth roll, is it just mobility or is there something else added? Uh, it's, uh, well, you add mobility plus your, uh, base. Plus your base agility. Okay. That's what I, I forgot last time in observation. One success, one face hugger. Oh. You do, you can still panic, so. Yeah. 1d6 plus your stress. Oh. Oh, no. Is nine. Nine. Drop item. Oh, no. What do you even have? Oh, your pistol. Oh, no! Dr. Laura, you're going to drop something. You're going to drop your pistol. So you're, you're both doing okay here. You are stealthing along. I mean, I've got to roll my observation checks for that one alien that might spot you. So first of all, I'm going to roll uh, the observation. That's a great question. If she drops something, but she succeeded on her stealth roll... It falls into an organic patch of... <laughs> I was going to say, I think I got a lot of success. I could, I could catch it. 
They don't, he doesn't actually have a great um, observation, given that he's a freaking stalker. But uh, one success. So you both beat that, right? Uh, yeah, I think I had three. Was that? I only had one success and one face hugger. I was actually going to say one of the stunts, if you get extra success on mobility, is that you can give another success to another PC in the same situation as you. Okay. All right. Yeah. So now, Dr. Laura, you will have two successes, but you do still drop the uh, pistol. So describe what happens. Being as stealthy as I can, uh, I happen to slip in some of that slippery goo that Ray was wiping off the wall earlier. While trying to maintain the quietness, I happen to reach up and, and grab the wall. But as I do that, the, my pistol falls from my hand, slides off down into the muck. But softly into the muck, not making enough noise to draw the attention of that closest xenomorph only a few yards away, but looking the other direction as you creep past. While, Bill, you are scrambling, crawling sometimes on your feet, others crawling some more, not quite in a full panic, but uh, close enough. Close enough that if you had a cigar, you might want to smoke it. You feel something like a hand on your leg, and you look back, and in the... There's still a slight bit of fire left that Ray didn't get stamped out, and you see this thing. It's like a crab, or worse, really. It's like a hand with a face, and it's on your leg, Wild Bill. It's climbing up your leg toward you, and... You, I fear, suffer a plus one stress level and must make an immediate panic roll. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. And not the time to get a six. No, that's not, that's bad, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it doesn't matter. I can't do anything anyway, because that is freeze. Oh, no. You are frozen there, wild Bill. It's all finally become so much. You thought you had it in you. You thought you were the big tough, cowboy hat-wearing, super marine. You know, you talked the talk, but here, when it comes down to it, you just can't. Stress level increases by one. Oh, no! <laughs> what are you at? Um, so many. So that's six, I guess? Yep. Holy crikey. Okay. Um... And it continues up your leg because it gets two actions. <laughs> and this thing crawls up your leg, up your chest, and then it almost kind of rears back, knowing that there's nothing you can do. You see in the palm of that long, spindly-fingered hand, you see a sucker-like pouch open. A proboscis almost extrude from it, and then it launches itself at your face. In this next roll, all I need is one success, and it has you in its embrace. Oh, no. One success. Oh, no. <laughs> the face hugger does as its name implies. It wraps around Wild Bill's head. That proboscis forces open Wild Bill's mouth, and it holds you close in a warm embrace, Wild Bill, and you feel dark peace settle over you, and you slump to the floor of the cross corridor. I'd say something, but, you know, I really can't. <laughs> the only sound, the squawk of your radio, as it says, uh, wait, team. This is uh, Commander Kaje. Uh, we are uh, here for your uh, extrication. Do you read? Uh, over. Oh, no. Of course, while Bill cannot answer. Back in the machinery room, the, the xenomorphs make their attacks now. There's really little hope for the predator. They've been moving in on him, not like they are scared, but like they are cats playing with a mouse, and they attack. Oh, this isn't going to be pretty, is it? One 
of the aliens, of course, struggles within its net, the one that Ray and Dr. Laura are getting close to. The other three that are closest to your friend, they, well, they leap in and those inner jaws open and out comes that darting dagger-like inner jaw and it pierces the poor predator's shoulder as he bandages to curve just far enough out of the way for avoiding a headshot. Unfortunately, that gets him right into the path of the second one of the xenomorphs, and that one does the exact same thing, and its jaws open wide, and then that inner spear of a mouth bursts through the predator's head. The two that are watching, one of them does nothing just sits there clutching the side of a tank. They're like a lizard, almost, like a chameleon or an iguana or something just attached to the side of the tank, almost seeming to grin, while the other one leaps forward and lifts the body of the predator high, lifting the hunter, now the prey, high above its own head, and it shakes the alien and then throws it, what's left of it, against a tank. Dr. Laura, you're sneaking up on the netted one, which is uh, perhaps 20 feet away from where the main action is happening. Now, the closest alien to you is unfortunately also the one that just continued watching. Pick up my weapon. And then I will reach into a little pocket in the... Roll an observation check to find it. Observation. No face huggers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Successes. Eight what? successes? How many dice did you just wow. roll? <laughs> uh, well, okay, my wits is five, my observation is three, and I'm at a five of panic. Dang. Jesus. Holy crap. Or five on my stress. Well, you definitely spot your pistol. Take note, y'all. This is the best role we will have in this game. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to give eight you observations of the wazoo here. So, eight. Jeez, crazy. You see everything. <laughs> yeah, you, you, everything goes into slow motion. You see what every alien is doing. You see the last pulsing heartbeats of the alien that had saved you. You see each drip of drool from the maws of the things that are killing it. You see your pistol. You see Ray. You hear Ray's heartbeat. You hear Ray's breath. You hear somewhere far behind you the crackle of a radio that says, Commander uh, uh, Kajay, uh, we are ready to extricate you from this situation. Please respond. But it's not coming from your comms. Apparently, you're deeper into the corridors of Trakai than the other radio. It must be Wild Bill's. Oh, excellent. Um, well, then, hearing that, the attention immediately goes there. We haven't been noticed that I have seen, and Dr. Lara would just grab onto Ray. Trust me, they're coming to get us. And drag Ray along by the arm, assisting with movement as much as I can back toward the way we came where I heard that um, radio call coming from. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, Ray, what do you want to do? Go along. Okay. Uh, well, you're unfortunately going to have to pass that xenomorph again, so I need a yep. mobility check from you. Yes, and I have a minus two. Ready. Yeah, y'all, I have one success but two face huggers. <laughs> uh, well, one face hugger, two face huggers, doesn't matter. It's still a yeah, uh, it's still, still a, panic a, roll. a panic roll. Okay, panic. It's uh it's eight again, so that bumps me up to a nine, doesn't it? Yep, moves up to a nine. You get to drop something. A weapon or other important item. And your stress level goes up. Oh, yes. You have a does. lot of things. So what do you think makes sense in this situation? Uh, 
Well, the last thing I picked up was a net. Yeah, I mean, with your first aid kit, your gun, you know, everything else, it's just, you don't have a gun? I don't have a gun. I thought you had a gun. I do not. Why don't you have a gun? You're a Marine. Why don't you have a gun? I'm a medic. Yeah, but you're a Marine. Why don't you yeah, have a gun? Yeah, but it doesn't come, medic doesn't come with a gun. Oh, weird. Okay. I also, I also have like a personal thing. Like, I know how to use them at all, but like, it's just like, mm, I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Describe to me, Ray, what this looks like. It, it, Dr. Laura is, is acting very proficient, very physically capable. So what does this look like? You know, having just gone down into the heart of the most dangerous situation he's probably been in in his life and uh, just watched the purpose for having done that be, you know, uh, head exploded right in front of him, raising a little bit of shock. And uh, I think the knit, as they've been crouching in the shadows, has become tangled in something. And uh, he quickly realizes that it's just like he's not going to just like tug it real easily and for it to become come free. So he just drops it. And then you're both free as you hear the sound of the xenomorphs feeding back behind you. Ooh. You hurry back up as best you can up the corridor. If you move slowly enough, it, it's doable. You're not racing away. You're, you're trying to still be quiet, so you're able to move up the slope well enough. You come to that cross tunnel. And you actually see, Dr. Laura, an arm there just a little ways inside of the cross tunnel. And look, it's Wild Bill. He's unconscious, but seems otherwise, uh, he's breathing. And you hear again from his radio a sound that you know that eventually the xenomorphs behind you will hear. This is Commander Dodge, uh, come in, uh, waiting, expeditionary uh, force. Uh, we are ready for expectation. Please report. Uh, we will, we will dust off without you. Ray, could you answer that, please? Um, I will check Wild Bill. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a reverse role. That's so strange. Yeah. Um, but you know the, you know the lingo. Do I feel like we're in danger of being heard up here if I were to answer on the radio? The radio is going off. Uh, you do feel like there's a good chance that as soon as the aliens below you are done with their initial feeding, they may turn their attentions elsewhere. Okay. Commander Kaje, this is Ray Tanaka. We are on the surface returning to the ship. Please stand by. There seems to be something wrong. With no, no, the there's not. Oh, the, the facehugger's not on it? Oh, it's gone, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, he's not waking up. Um, I think we'll have to carry him. Go to my knees next to him and make sure he's alive. Just a quick check. Got a pulse. He's got breath. Yeah, he seems to be fine. Uh, he's just unconscious. All right. Well, we don't have time to wake him up right now, and I'll p- pick him up in a fireman's carry. Then you are headed back up the corridor toward the uh, entrance portal. About halfway there, while Bill, you regain consciousness. You are being carried over the shoulder of Ray Tanaka, your medic. What do you do? Probably try to speak, but it's difficult to do so like the, yeah your throat hurts yeah it's it, weird it, that so it comes out as more of a a gargle and a uh what, ha, what happened what what's going on huh? oh sorry your solar plexus had such an encounter with my shoulder you'll feel better when i put you down put me down they're put- on our way to bill i need you to stay on my shoulder right now i will put you down as soon as we are back outside Dr. Laura, you hear them coming. We got to go! And just, like, uh, walking backwards, like, behind them, uh, facing where we came from. Weapon drawn. So, you are... You put Wild Bill down. You are all now hurrying toward the entrance portal. The creatures are coming behind you. You know they are coming, Wild Bill, uh, Ray, but you can't see them. Dr. Laura... You can't see them either, not with the flashlights facing forward. You don't have night vision. You just have very good dim vision. (laughs) But you can hear them. You can hear them, but it's not, I hate to use the word here, but it's so alien. 
the even the pumping of whatever it is that's in their circulatory system doesn't sound right. The breaths they take aren't. They don't breathe like you or Ray or Wild Bill. They breathe, but it's almost like a filtration through their entire body. Mega Gill. And it's fascinating to you as a scientist and also horrifying to you as a human being. You make it to the portal, which is some hundred foot above you. There are ropes hanging down. What do you do? Right. <laughs> Clang, you fools. Clang! <laughs> Wait, did the, did, the, did the door, like, levitate downwards into it, or did we just, did it slide open? It, uh, it went down. You did not write it down. You were too cautious. Could we make it go back up? You could, if you make the right roll. Oh, <laughs> what's it gonna be? You have the ropes. Those well, are a known quantity. You also have some controls that aren't a known quantity. Bill, climb that rope. I'll go and try and start hitting the controls. <laughs> what are you? Fine, but hurry. Um, keeping my eye and hopefully pulling some kind of Overwatch move. Uh, Ray, that's going to be comms. Comms. Com tech. Not my finest. This is fine. It's fine. It's all fine. It's, Everything's fine. This is fine. okay. This is fine. Two successes. Zero face huggers. Yeah. Ray Tanaka pulling it through. Go, Ray. It's not that difficult. I mean, there's a lever. There's an up and a down. Currently, it's down. I'll push it up. You push it up, and the whole floor behind you begins going up without you on it. Ray. I run. <laughs> all right. Even as the xenomorph, you can see them now crawling, running along all surfaces, not just the floor, but the walls and the ceiling, too, running toward you. Give me, I mean, Dr. Laura, Wild Bill, all you can do is ride this elevator up. Can I squeeze off a couple of rounds at these things running at us? Oh, yeah, well, you could do that, too. But um, Ray, Ray has to make a mobility check because Ray has to make a jump. Oh, dear. I didn't realize it was going up that fast. Okay. Wait, that's not the right number of stress dice. There we go. Uh, two successes, but one face hugger. Given the number of stress I suspect you currently have, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, unless you somehow can manage a six or less. Oh, boy. What'd you roll? It's a ten, which means freeze. Ray freezes. Oh, yikers. Uh, I also increase all of y'all's stress, by the way. Sorry. And my own. Wow, Bill. Dr. Laura, you are ascending. You see the xenomorphs coming. You have your weapons in hand. You are about to shoot, but you also see Ray turn away from the controls. Ray also sees all of the aliens, the xenomorphs coming. And is this too much for Ray, Ray freezes there, one hand still on the controls of the elevator. Wild Bill, what do you do? Wild Bill's uh, still trying to gather himself. I mean, he's pretty pretty messed up here. So, uh, yeah, like he's having trouble even standing. Can't hardly talk. Really isn't for certain what's going on. Like, he's pretty out of it. Uh, so he's doing a lot of flailing around, trying to um, trying to get his bearings and not really succeeding mood as far as he's concerned he thought he died so that's all he remembers is dying and now all of this is going on so he he he, it's not computing it's not like his mind is broken to a certain degree here so not a lot he can do at the moment all right dr laura the ropes that were dangling are they near yeah they're pooling on the elevator as it goes up i want to grab one and just huck it towards Ray and scream, grab the rope, and then plant myself and, and Bill, help. And hopefully hopefully we can get a last chance, like... Roll command. Command. If you don't have command, then it's uh, based off of empathy. Two successes. Face huggers? No face huggers. It is Jesse's night to roll. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I got face huggers earlier. That's true, that's true, that's true. Yeah, so 
you break Ray out of the freeze. Mm. So Ray, you 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 hear Doctor Laura's voice, and and you realize you know something about it. All the things that ha- Doctor Laura died, and yet here she is back. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. You become aware again. You you can act, and a rope has now hit you in the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I grab it. I start climbing. How many successes did you roll, um, Jesse? On the last roll, I rolled two. Given that, I would say that you could use that extra one as a stunt to get Wild Bill to help you, to help you help Ray. <laughs> help me help Ray. <laughs> Bill, I'd like to think I can handle this myself, but I could really use your help. Snap out of it, Wild Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Bill will try. Uh, Your big arm muscles will be really important. You know, but he's he's kind of running on autopilot at this point. He's doing what he's told, so he'll give it a shot. Plus two dice, Ray. Okay. Mobility. All right. Okay. All right. I rolled three successes. However, there is one face hugger. See where we panic at. I have so many stress levels. It's a, it's a, another 10. Goes up one. But that goes up one. Now, 11 is seek cover. You are allowed to make a retreat roll. Must use next action to escape danger and find a safe spot. I'm going to make, I'm going to make an argument here. The safest place to go is up the rope. That's true. Your stress level is decreased by one. But everyone else gets increased by one. But everybody else's get increased by one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the safest place is up the rope. I'm, I'm absolutely with that. You know, I'm freaking out. Uh, I slide back down the rope a little bit, but uh, a hiss from one of those things sends me scuttling back up just, uh, you know, probably faster than any, any time that I ever set as my personal record in uh, boot camp and uh, get up to the edge of the platform, grab onto it, and kind of, you know, elbow over it like I'm coming out of a pool. And that is the safe space that I have bolted to. As the elevator rises, it's about halfway up. There are six of these xenomorphs. One terribly injured, but they're coming for you. They're almost to where they could leap for the elevator from the walls or the ceiling. But then fire from up above. As Jin Kaje, your commander... And his rescue marines arrayed around the entrance of the tunnels below begin firing at the creatures as you rise. And then there is a clunk as the elevator closes off the lower tunnels. Kajay comes up to Wild Bill and goes, thought we'd lost you there. Oh, no. I, 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 thought you, I thought you had two, Captain. I, it, it, things got dark. That's all right. We're headed somewhere real peaceful now. That's good news. Where are we going? Going to get off this, this rock and uh, go to a place called Wednesday Station. And we'll find out what happens next time on, on the Gothic, the Gothic Podcast. The Gothic Podcast is a humor and horror actual play podcast produced by C. Patrick Nagel, starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Lafournaise, Jesse Baldwin, and Richard Southard. Season 3 of The Gothic Podcast uses rules from the Alien RPG, produced by Free League Publishing and Monster of the Week, written by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. Theme music is by Zoe Hovland and original artwork by Jared George Art. If you enjoy The Gothic Podcast, please like, rate, and review us on iTunes. Visit our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram feeds, and check out our Patreon page. Thanks! Okay, so it's been a long time since I drank while we were recording. What just happened? Where did I leave off? (laughs) (laughs) I return to my regularly scheduled, calm, collected self.
my narrator voice lulling you across the bandwidth. Oh, yes. That uh, eternal nighttime lullaby of Patrick describing all the ways in which our characters are going to die horribly <laughs> with our chests <laughs> bursted open. <laughs> this is Gothic. This is the Gothic Podcast. Oh, this oh, is oh, the Gothic oh, Podcast. Oh, 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 oh.